Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, it doesn't come into our consciousness very often, but it's there and it's everywhere. Pretty much every night in Ireland, some pub, some place is hosting a quiz. Quizzing is enormous, both in this country and internationally. Dan O'Malley is competitions officer with the Irish Quiz Organisation. Afternoon, Dan. Hello, Sean. In the course of an average week, how much would you quiz? Oh, let's see now. I'd probably go to the pub about twice a week and then maybe another two nights a week. I might be doing quizzes on Zoom. And like when you're putting a team together, is it just that you happen to be friends or you can, is there a selection process? <laughs> it's, oh, it's very much a social thing. So um, now plenty of friends I've met through quizzing, but uh, I think it, it generally starts with, you know, you, you start quizzing with your mates and then it evolves from there. Okay. Say within the Irish Quiz Organisation, is there comes some sort of national structure in place? There is, yeah. So we we participate in various international quizzes every month. So there's written quizzes, kind of exam style, almost like the Leaving Cert that you do yourself. Um, they take about an hour. And the scores on that go into the Irish quiz rankings for a start. So we have a league table of the, the highest scoring quizzers in Ireland. And then there's also a global ranking. And for the most part, global ranking is really just for bragging rights. But there's also um, annual competitions like the European Championships where the higher ranked quizzers might get picked for, the say, the Ireland A-team um, to go play in that tournament. And how was Ireland in terms of the, the ranking? We're actually pretty decent. Um, so I think our best ever placing from memory, I think, is fourth at European Championships. So for a country of our size, we you know we do pretty well. Okay, that's pretty respectable. On those international competitions, is it because I suppose in in an Irish quiz that there might be Irish questions in an international competition, you know, is it, it, it is it difficult to make it kind of fair to everyone, given people are from different countries? You're dead right, and so there would there would be much more uh, an international syllabus on these things. You're not going to be getting GAA questions or. Mm questions about characters and Father Ted. So, so yeah, there's, um, for those international tournaments, they absolutely write the questions accordingly. So it's a spread across all continents. You'll get asked about Asian history and South American authors and stuff that you just would not get at your local uh, pub quiz. So it's, it's, it's more global and uh, it's tougher. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Are those quizzes all in English? They are, yeah. Uh, so, kind of, if for the English speakers, do they have a bit of an advantage? Maybe they can do, and it's it's something that does get brought up from time to time. Uh, you know, you've got plenty of uh, avid quizzers in, you know, in Asia, let's say, or other countries, and they can sometimes be at disadvantage because uh, the the organisation that sets a lot of these international quizzes are actually based in the UK. So, intentionally or not, there can be a little bit of a anglophone bias there, but. I think they're they're working to try and overcome that and make it accessible to all. Mm. And, and the, like, do you have a technique, or, or in general, do people have techniques for remembering things? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So a lot of people swear by flashcards, for example. Um, so you can you have there's apps for that these days. They don't have to be literally written on card uh, to help you remember things. Other people just like reading books. Um, I'm not. Keen, hugely keen on either of those because that feels like homework and I do this for fun. I don't like doing homework, <laughs> not since I left school. Uh, so I like to practice just by going to quizzes because, you know, like anything, like playing golf or knitting or what have you, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And the same is true for quizzes. So you'd learn from, I suppose, the questions you didn't get. 
Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. So the question you didn't get, you hopefully stick it in the noggin. And if it comes up again, well, there you go. Uh, it wasn't such a bad thing that you got it wrong the first time, as long as you remember it the second time. Do people uh, ever or often dispute the answer to questions? Well, I suppose in the olden days, if you like, before um, the world's information was available in our pocket, it was um, it was something that could happen a lot more often. You'd have a badly written quiz and there was, there was kind of no way to, to check fact check it on the spot. These days, for the most part, if it does happen, it's usually resolvable fairly quickly. And if the quiz master is, you know, reasonable, they can, oh, let's check Wikipedia, let's have a look. So it does still happen. People make mistakes, but it's, these days it's easier to, to sort those things out. And most, most people who run quizzes are reasonable and uh, will uh, accept their mistakes. And you did mention everyone has an encyclopedia in their pocket. Is there, now I assume for the most part, people who go into quizzes, you know, want to be honourable about it. But, is, you know, is there, does cheating ever happen in that way? Or is there any way of kind of keeping an eye on that? It's a tough one. Um, obviously, Google is the bane of your, your average pub quiz because there's always the chancers who have the phone under the table and are trying to have a look. So <laughs> quiz masters have to keep on top of that. And if you're pay, playing for a round of drinks in the pub, that's one thing. The stakes aren't too high. But, you know, there are quizzes where you play for money or you play for, uh, you know, World Championship trophy. And that's uh, the bar has to be a bit higher there. So, you know, it is a concern. And there have been occasional cheating scandals from time to time in the quizzing world. But for the most part, people are honourable. I mean, ironically, for the big, big competitions like the World Championships and whatnot, there, there is no cash prize. Um, this is all done for, you know, bragging rights. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people will, will cheat even then. So <laughs> organisers have to keep a close eye on things. So for the most part, like the really big elite tournaments, it's all there in person and, you know, nobody would dare reach for their phone. You'd yeah. Be, you know, you'd be lynched, literally, <laughs> if you tried doing that. But, but they, they wouldn't even have a room like you're not allowed to bring your phone in, which would seem to make sense. They wouldn't go that far, but there's definitely a code of honour there um, that you wouldn't, again, you wouldn't be seen dead reaching for your phone in one of those, uh, uh, one of those big events. Well, that's, that's an... <laughs> You're not allowed to bring your phone into a Bob Dylan concert, but uh, they will let you do it uh, in an international quiz competition. As long as it stays in your pocket, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, like, was lockdown then... I'm kind of guessing lockdown was good uh, for the quizzing world. It actually was. It really was. So you had a lot of Zoom quizzing, of course. A lot of people turned to fun quizzes on Zoom as just a way of passing time while we're all stuck in our houses. Um, so, yeah, there was there was lots of quizzes around the place. Um, now, that's dwindled a little bit since we all got back out of our houses. Um, but actually, some of the serious tournaments have, have kept going. So, just last night, I, so I play in an online quiz league on Wednesdays, and that's a, a UK-run Zoom tournament. Um, so, they just started their new season as of last night. So, that's something that started in lockdown. And they've got... I mean, about 200 teams from all parts of the world. So it's been very successful and there's an appetite for it because not everyone lives near a city or fancies going to the pub multiple nights a week. So they like the idea of um, taking part in a quiz while, you know, in their jammies on the sofa sort of thing. So those have kept going, yeah. Yeah, it's been a real and, boom for quiz. and it always seems to be the case. And, you know, every now and again, an Irish person pops up on a UK quiz show Mm. Uh, and so we seem to be doing very well in that regard. I suppose it's a bit ironic that there isn't an Irish equivalent, or there maybe there used to be, but not anymore. There used to be, yeah. It's it's a it's a big uh, 
bugbear for anyone who likes quizzes in Ireland. I mean, um, yeah, as you say, Irish people do pop up sometimes on UK quizzes because they maybe live in Northern Ireland or they're uh, they're off working in the UK. So let's say BBC Mastermind, out of the last 10 years, two of the winners have been Irish guys. Mm. Um, so it's frustrating because there used to be, you know, we, we, we used to have Irish persons of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Weakest Link. Um, we had our own, you know, quizzes like Crossfire, um, Close to Your Heart, Sean. Um, but yeah, we, we just don't seem, for whatever reason, um, don't seem to be keen on producing Irish quizzes, which is a real shame because there's an audience for them and there's a lot of good quizzes out there who do very well. Mm. And for the most part, Irish people can't apply for UK quizzes. You have to be living in the UK. So even though, you know, The Chase and Pointless and Mastermind, University Challenge, all of these, loads of Irish people watch them and love them but can't take part. It's very frustrating. Yeah. It, actually, yeah, because you mentioned two guys were the winners uh, in Mastermind. And what, what's the gender balance in the quizzing world? It's getting better. Um, it's, traditionally, it has been a, a male-skewed activity. But I think like a lot of hobbies, you know, we're seeing a more open gender balance and long may that continue. Um, so, for example, there's um, a team representing Queen's University Belfast who are going to be on University Challenge next month. And uh, they have a female captain. Um, so it's moving in the right direction. Maybe not fast as uh, everyone would like, but it's, it's getting better. I think the more the more um, diverse, uh, the more female, more minority quizzes we have, the better, because these things just tend to snowball after a while. So people realise it's not just it's not just a hobby for you know middle aged white guys. Yeah, Dan O'Malley is competitions officer with the Irish Quiz Organisation. Dan, thanks a million for talking to us today. Cheers, Sean. Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. On News Talk.